0: Your news, your Limerick today. With Gillian Devlin in for Joan Ash on Live 95. Now, Limerick Company is doing their bit to help the Ukrainian refugees arriving here by donating its language services and technology. Translit is a language service provider based at Upper Mallow Street, and their founder, Alex Chernenko, joins us on the phone this morning. Good morning to you, Alex. Good
1: morning, Gillian. Thank you for having me.
0: Alex, um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Ukrainian national yourself. Uh, tell us, when did you first come to Limerick and tell us about setting up Translate?
1: Yeah, it was 2003, so uh, nearly 19 years at this stage. And I've been, you know, I've been, I did my living certificate and University of uh, Limerick uh, education. So I've, I've been very closely connected with Limerick. The company itself was set up in 2009. Uh, I was working as a freelance translator, interpreter for many companies, and then I decided to start my own business. So it's been it's been going for over a decade at this stage.
0: Uh, and what were the circumstances that led you to come to Limerick? Uh,
1: my family moved here. My parents. So we so it's it's been over over twenty years. Uh, it was uh, we, uh, our our family came here probably before before the expansion of the European Union, and we're we're, we're settled in at this stage.
0: And uh, are there many Ukrainians? Because this is something, obviously, you know, since the war started, there's been a lot of conversation about the Ukrainians already living in this country. Are there many in Limerick? Would you know yourself? Is there much of a community?
1: It's uh, the, the, the bigger communities in, in Cork and Dublin, in, in, in Limerick, it's, it's not it's not that big, I would say, compared to, to the other two cities. But yes, uh, it's, it's, it's growing at the moment, as you can imagine.
0: Yeah, and obviously, you know, if the if the community is small enough, the need for interpretation and translation services is is strong. It's going to be a lot stronger when we get this influx of refugees that we're expecting.
1: Yes, and we're already seeing that in the in the last two weeks, the number of inquiries we are receiving is 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 going through the roof. And you know, every every day it's it's like our staff is, is is working. Is working hard to to help everyone, uh, and it's mainly translation of personal documents that you know uh, people arriving here and they're looking to to get their immigration status. They're looking to to for a job, so they they're you know they're always translating something, and it's it's unprecedented.
0: Yeah, and things like health services, getting their kids into schools, all of that, they're going to need supports.
1: Yeah, uh, well I I think the, uh, the Irish government is, is getting is getting ready to to receive the immigrants there is already many many organizations that that are kind of preparing their welcome packs of documents for example if, if a group of people arrive in they already have a so called welcome pack that they have information in Ukrainian in Russian and English in three languages and they're greeted already with the help of someone to communicate so uh, I, I think you know a lot of preparation work has been done and we already see that it's 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 very well organized
0: and your company though is going to offer extra services for free to- to, to refugees is that right
1: so what we did i mean we understand that uh, not everybody will be able to receive support from the government on day one uh, uh there are still some volunteer organizations so what we see that sometimes a person is kind of falling in between the cracks you know they're they're looking to get help but they're not you know getting it at the right time so we offered as a company that individuals could come to us directly uh to get the language services, which essentially know either translating their documents or, or helping them to communicate. And we're offering that where we can afford at no cost or at a very subsidized reduced rate, depending on how our translators. So it's, 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 you know, we're essentially giving away language services either at, at no cost or, or just at the minimum cost. That, that's our way to, to help this crisis and the refugees who are arriving in this country.
0: We've all been very impressed with the president of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, and he has wonderful English himself. But um, among the general population, what would be the standard of English? Would many people speak it? And, you know, the people that are arriving here, how difficult is it going to be for them, that language barrier? Uh, So uh, the
1: the generation of, of, you know, 16 years to, to 25 they usually would have a good level of English but as we see is it's young children or it's uh mothers with children and, and elderly women and they would have very basic or no English at all so at the moment it's more than 50 percent who would have who would have the language barrier issue so it's more than half of, of those people who arrive and would need uh language support.
0: And the Ukrainian language itself is that a difficult language to learn?
1: yes indeed i mean it's 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 a slavic language it's 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 as, as difficult as as russian or possibly even more more difficult but yes it's it's not something that an average person would would learn easily
0: okay so we won't won't get loads of people tra- signing up to try and learn ukrainian to to uh, maybe interact with these refugees you think or it'd take a long time to learn it
1: Yes, and, it, you know, it's, it's a different alphabet altogether. It's, 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 Cyrillic, it's Cyrillic letters.
0: Yeah, which, which makes it even more complicated. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, your own family situation. You still have family in Ukraine, yeah?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, well, my, my, my parents are here, but I still have some cousins and uh, aunts uncles back there.
0: And are you in much contact with them?
1: Yeah, well, a lot of people had to relocate, and you know, uh, I have friends. I have my uh, friends from from school age, and uh, even some of our translators, interpreters, are, who are working for 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 us, are still there. So, uh, you know, we we hear stories from from people based on the ground on on a daily basis, and you know, it's it's very, it's very sad. It's it's very emotional.
0: I, I think it's affecting everybody, but I can't imagine what it is like for somebody who has, you know, you you grew up there. You went to school, I assume, with people who, and you're hearing these stories now. What's the impact on, on you and your fellow Ukrainians been like? Has it brought you closer together?
1: It's, 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 it's mixed feelings, I, I would say. You know, some people, uh, you know, became closer, but at the same time, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of, Negative information out there that that makes people vulnerable uh and 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 they're kind of very upset and they say things that they regret, so we've already seen this happening with different communities and friends. So somebody says something and, and a person gets uh, reacted so it's it's affecting uh it's affecting everybody on one side it brings families and friends closer, but at the same time it makes people sometimes do something on a very high emotions that that they regret later and and we see it all the time.
0: What do you think that first of all, the Irish government could do to help more um, and what would you like to see the Irish people do?
1: I, I think the level of support uh, in the in the last over third week has been really phenomenal the, the amount of aid and and help not just from the from the Irish government but from people has been through the roof, and we see it all the time. so individuals who have uh, an accommodation to offer. They come forward and they, they kind of show willingness to host some of their refugees and it's been you know because of the accommodation crisis in Ireland, there is not enough houses not not just for refugees but even for the for the current population and the, the that offers of somebody offering a place to stay it's, it's really something that that you know is is very welcome uh, then all the charity in the nations that's another level and from uh, that that's talking from the individuals. So offering uh, jobs that's another step, and we 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 now get phone calls with uh, somebody saying, "Hey, I have a, lit- a bakery, and I can take two people uh, who, who need a job you know and and that's the level of support that every individual could do it's not just giving away money but you know helping uh, with the jobs and helping with the accommodation that 's the two things uh, about the government. I think there is a lot of work already happening, and we see it I mean I could not possibly ask for more. there is already so much that the Irish government is doing for the refugees. Uh, The support is is very, uh, you know, is is very welcomed. And and I don't think there is anything else they they could do. Everything that the Irish government is doing is is good. And we're very grateful. And I think the people who are coming here are more than grateful.
0: Did you go back much to Ukraine after you moved over here?
1: Yes, I'm, I'm going there, you know, at least once, sometimes two times a year. Uh, and probably this stage, I'll, I'll hold hold off until the next time. I'm not sure if, if I'll travel this year until the whole thing settles in and the mm. war is over.
0: And how different is life in Ukraine, or b- like before the war? These people who are now coming over, how would you describe to them? Um, what their life in Limerick might be like, what they might find strange, what they might enjoy, what they might struggle with. What what would kind of a conversation would you have with a fellow Ukrainian who was coming to Limerick? Well,
1: uh, Ukraine is, is about 10 times the population of Ireland. There's, you know, 35 million compared to 4.6 million in Ireland. So the people who are coming here they would be from different backgrounds. If it's if it's somebody from the urban area or cities, they're they're, they're bigger cities than than Limerick. So people would you know would actually be very well used to the busy life. But then we have refugees who are coming from villages and the outskirts of the cities, and to them you know uh, again Ireland would would be something maybe uh, closer to what they used to. So I think you know Ukrainians are very Adaptable people, and I and I talk from from my own heart that you know we we are we, we can re- easily adapt, and I don't think that the refugees would would have much difficulty, except that the the language barrier. You know, everything else like like jobs and uh, you know navigating around the place, uh, they they would be very, very you know le- learning very quickly.
0: Okay, and so
1: it- initially will be challenged, but i i it's not going to be uh you know as as difficult as it possibly could be for for other nations
0: so w- would you be telling them that Limerick would be a good place for them to make home for for at least the time being
1: absolutely and i think yeah it, it, there, there's there are opportunities here it's it's a, it's a big city uh and you know we we, we we will be helping those people who are coming here to to settle it.
0: Okay. well, our thoughts with all of those people who will be making that really, really difficult adjustment. And it's great to see people like yourself, Alex, making it that little bit easier. That's Alex Chernenko of Translit, which is based here on Upper Mallow Street in the city. Thank you for joining us on Limerick Today this morning, Alex. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95.